Defoss here to tell you about my new favorite kitchen appliance. And no, it is not a pan or even a utensil, but instead it is my new Pure H2O water filter. It sits behind my kitchen sink. It removes up to 97% of chlorine from my tap water and 77 other contaminants. We know that our bodies are made up of 72% water and there is a strong connection between the quality of the water that we intake and the quality and longevity of our life. So we have to make sure it is the cleanest and purest water we can get. With Pure H2O, I know that every time I turn my sink on, I'm getting the best and cleanest water possible. So if you want to learn more, head over to thelimitlesstheory.com slash shop and you can learn more about Pure H2O. I'm sure you will not be disappointed. Adios. Since so many gyms closed down around here and people people knew what was going to happen. People knew that, hey, if I can't go to the gym, I'm going to gain weight. Mm-hmm. And like if I'm staying at home all day and just ordering Postmates, like I'm going to gain weight. People People weren't blind to that. So people knew that this was also the time for them to like step up and take their fitness more serious. So I think a lot of people were kind of lost and afraid and like just didn't know what to do. So that's when people were like looking for someone to help like lead them and guide them. And since I did at first have a lot more free time, I I took it as like an opportunity to like post more content, be the face of like the people in my area that's going to help, help everyone get through this, lose weight, get stronger. It doesn't matter if you don't have any gym equipment. It doesn't matter if you're like, uh, have like five or 10 pound dumbbells. Like I posted so much damn content for like people in all different types of situations. So when people finally did get back to like, being able to work at a like a steady pace for their job a lot of them had already seen me from like the months of providing content a lot of them ended up reaching out to me for coaching what's up guys d foss here with another lt360 podcast and i am joined by someone way way far away out on the other side of the country southern california he is out in orange county he is a powerlifting coach. He is huge on Instagram. He has an ebook. He has tons of things going for him. He is the chosen Juan. His name is Juan Salgado. And uh, I'm excited to have him on today. I've never had a true conversation with him. So these are some of my favorite podcasts to do. You just get a full insight of, you know, uh, what these people are made of and how they're trying to go about every day. So I, I really enjoy this and I'm looking forward to it. So Juan, I, I thank you for coming on, man. I'm excited to, to converse with you and learn more about you, man. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm super excited too. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to ask really quick, what does the SBD on your shirt even mean? What, what is oh yeah. That? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. This is a, it's, it stands for squat bench deadlift. So it's a uh, popular like powerlifting brand. And uh, you know, you know, what's really funny about this is that it, it never, nobody ever gets it like right away. Like powerlifters who have been squatting and benching and deadlifting for like the longest time, they buy their, they buy their clothing and like their knee sleeves and stuff. And like, they'll have it for like years. And then one day it'll just hit them like, Oh, it stands for squat bench deadlift. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen. That's actually hilarious. I had no idea that it would uh, be related to powerlifting, but it makes sense. (laughs) Powerlifters who know, the squat bench and deadlift like they know the back of their hand even they like completely like 
freeze and for and don't even realize what that means until like yeah. months or years later as they're doing it in the gym right like today's uh yeah. you, you know they're hitting all three major lifts and they <laughs> then they realize it they're like oh that makes sense yeah that's funny <laughs> so juan how um, paint me a picture uh where you grew up yeah man so i'm uh I'm, i grew up in santa Ana, california it's it's about like an hour away from los angeles not too many people have heard about it we're probably like 30 minutes away from Huntington Beach. Uh, it's predominantly a Hispanic type area. And I felt like I, I honestly grew up not really appreciating it in like my early years. But then as I got older, I realized that I think it's, it's one of like the best places to grow up just because like, we're not like too close to like the Hollywood area where we kind of mm -hmm. grow up like privileged. But we're also not like super close to like Compton where it's like dangerous and stuff like that. <laughs> You're but in that in between. Like, yeah, we have that in between, you know, so it's like, I, I definitely grew up like, uh, with some type of like struggle. So like, I knew the, the, the importance of hard work, mm -hmm. but uh, I also didn't have to like, be careful with like going to like my car at night, you know, like I was still gotcha. kind of safe. So it's, it's a really, really cool area. I'm, I love, uh, like representing it. And, uh, I plan to live like at least in the orange County area for the rest of my life. Damn. That's awesome. And, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, your family dynamic, were you uh, only child? Are you youngest, oldest? Uh, how's that? Yeah, I'm an, I'm an only child. Uh, my parents didn't want to have like too many other kids. And I love it, honestly. Like I grew, <laughs> I, I grew up uh, just kind of like it just being normal. That's like, if you ask any only child that, like what it's like to grow up as an only child, they'll say it's just, it feels normal. Yeah, but, uh, no I comparison. Yeah, exactly. But and, and but as I got older, I realized that man, like it was actually a really good thing. Because one one thing about only childs is that only children is that we're really good at being alone. And mm. I heard on like the Joe Rogan podcast, I forgot the guy's name that he had on, but he said like learning how to be alone is probably like one of the greatest like superpowers that you could have. And man, I highly agree with that. Dude, I for one, Joe Rogan, yeah. <laughs> for two absolutely like your your ability to sit with your own thoughts is daunting to most people and uh i think it's playing a big part especially right now just with covid um it's playing a big part in just the psyche uh, health of of society in a, in a sense you know yeah dude for sure and uh it's it's like one of the the hardest times to like learn how to be alone if you're not used to being alone and like learning how to entertain yourself and as an only child that's like what the biggest thing that we have to do was like learn how to have fun without other people without any siblings yeah i came from a technically i'm the only child of my my two parents but um i grew up with four brothers and sisters two brothers two sisters all older um the youngest of five and everyone was always around so uh i I understand, but I don't understand. <laughs> I got a, I got a good mix of both, um, luckily, because, you know, they both had other, um, either moms or dads, and that allowed, you know, some days where they weren't there for me to just kind of figure it out. Um, but when you were growing up, were you a, a sports guy? Were you um, a, a big book guy? Like, paint that picture. What, what was your... Yeah. Yeah. So when I first, uh, uh, when I first got into sports, it was soccer, like literally like at age three, it's, which is like really young. A lot of people don't actually believe me when I, when I tell them that, but like, yeah, I have a cousin who's four years older than me and he played in like the seven and eight year olds. And I have like multiple photos of me like playing with him and he's like, so he's four years older than me. So I was literally three years old, three, three years or four old. years old playing with him. 
and uh i played that up until like i was 10 years old and then i took about like a year off of just being lazy mm-hmm. and then after that i got into basketball and i was like man i was so into basketball like <laughs> obsessed obsessed like the way that i am now about fitness and powerlifting just as obsessed with it like i'm talking i wake up in the morning and like practice like shooting free throws and then i'd play during recess and then i'd come home and then go to the park and play till like 8 or 9 p.m so yeah dude, i've always been into sports even now like i love watching sports i watch like everything <laughs> oh yeah did you watch the super bowl uh, i watched the highlights of it uh-huh. i i was uh, busy doing work but dude i i love I, I i don't even love football so much but i just love studying like great athletes so tom yeah. brady like i know a lot about him he's one of the goats and mm-hmm. I feel like just studying, studying the best in anything, but especially sports, it can help you learn a lot about how to be successful in whatever. Like, doubt. And he have. grew up, uh, he grew up not, probably not too far from where you grew up. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I be, uh, I'm not sure where he grew up, but uh, I do know that I believe, uh, oh, man, I don't even, I don't remember where he grew up at, to be honest, but yeah. I do know that he, definitely was like one of those people that growing up you didn't know that he would be like who he is today and that's no, just not at all. the case with some people he, he it wasn't like he came out of the womb a superstar right he wasn't uh really excelling at anything he was just uh an average joe right yep exactly yeah um so that's pretty cool and and your your love for uh weightlifting and getting into the gym did that start in high school did that start in college or in those later teen years when when did that kind of come into your life so in high school i remember the first day they made us go into the to the weight room <laughs> Dude, I, couldn't, I couldn't even bench press the 45 pound bar yes like, it was same here. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah it's so embarrassing to like the point where i actually kind of hated it but all all the coaches that i talked to like varsity and like even college like uh trainers and stuff they all said that dude i'm short like average athleticism the only way that i can think about going to the next level is like i had to get stronger and mm-hmm. so i tried getting into it in high school like my sophomore and junior year but i could never stick with it for more than like a week so it wasn't until after uh winter basketball senior year that i finally just got into it because I injured my ankle and I was out for like three weeks and I saw myself gaining weight and I did not like that feeling. So that's when I finally uh, joined the gym. I joined a planet fitness and uh, the rest is history. I fell in love with it ever since. Damn, that's crazy. And uh, what did you do post high school? So post high school, uh, I ended up going to community college and I didn't know what I wanted to major in. So I just picked business administration Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working at Cold Stone. My very first job was Cold Stone Creamery. It's a uh, ice cream parlor for those yeah, who yeah, yeah. don't know what that is. And then uh, worked at, after that. Shortly after that, I ended up working as a, uh, a loss prevention at Ross, like the security guard. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Your jobs, and then uh, <laughs> after that is when I ended up getting uh, like my first job at the gym. Okay, cool, cool. Now is at what age? Twenty. Uh, eight, nine. Uh, my first job at the gym, I was probably 20 years old. Yeah, yeah I, I was a, a sales advisor. So I was uh, I was those like people who would call you on the phone like every day trying to sell you a membership. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so hey, I saw that you visited six and a half months ago and just wanted to see if you would want to sit down with one of our managers and go over a membership. <laughs> it was so whack, man. But you know what? It, it, it taught me like how to just not give a damn because I had to like 
go across the street to like a mall. We were at a 24 hour fitness right across the street from a, a mall. Okay. And the, you, the way you get leads is like, you just have to go up and like talk to random people. And it's so embarrassing at first, yeah. but like you have, to, you have to make your money or else you like get fired. So mm-hmm. I learned how to just like go up to people and talk to them and like not care. Have just willingly have co- open conversation, right? Yep. I can't tell you how many times I've been disrespected in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Screw off. (laughs) Hey, you move on, right? I mean, uh, you can't win them all. So (laughs) that's funny. And uh, the business administration, did you stick with that in in school? (laughs) Dude, not at all. (laughs) I've I've actually never said this like in in, like a podcast or anything like that. But you know what? So long ago, I don't even care. Dude, I was like, like, on and off with a community college for like maybe like five or six years because first I chose business administration, but I freaking hated it. And like, I didn't know what I would do as like a career after that. So then I chose accounting because accounting was like the safest thing to like do. And you could find a job like immediately after high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that is when I'm like, no, dude, I don't like any of this. Like I like kinesiology. Like I like fitness but even with that like I, when i when i did it i was just like wait why am i going to like get my degree in this when i could get a certification and get like a job and a lot of like no, i mean no disrespect to like kinesiology majors out, out there but uh like a lot of like the classes that you take for kinesiology are just so bogus like <laughs> why do i have to take volleyball like why, why, i'm gonna i'm trying to coach like powerlifters you know like i don't want to i don't want to do a volleyball class, you know, like, and it's a part yeah. of like, they make you take that for, for kinesiology. So rather than like doing that, man, like I just went and I got mentors. Like I hired coaches. I went to like workshops. Like I went out there and like, I learned exactly what I, exactly what I wanted, but dude, I didn't learn any, everything that I learned about business. It, it came from just myself, not at all from any of the business classes that I took that in college. You took. I yeah. was going to say, <laughs> yeah, if you had maybe stuck with that, it would, it would make, uh, total sense as to how you kind of took your love and turned it into the uh, business that you, you know, wanted to, to make a real life for yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, but no, I didn't, I didn't learn it, anything in those classes. Like, I don't remember. It was like a waste of time, probably experiential, just learning through life, learning through yeah. coaches, mentors. That's the biggest thing. You got to be willing to invest in other people uh, to learn from. And I think, uh, that's something that most people just aren't willing to do. They'd rather get a safe check and, and kind of go about whatever it is and do what they love after hours. And, um, it, it just steers a lot of people in the wrong direction. Yeah, man. And do I, and I, I don't, uh, I don't even say this to, to brag, but just cause I want people to like have like an idea. Uh, me and my accountant, we did like the math, we did the math for last year, um, 2020, I, in like education and like, you know, mentors and stuff like that, workshops and like books, all that we did the math. I think I spent, it was over like around 15 grand in just like that. And it's, it's like one of the most important things. I think what ends up happening in a lot of people is that they, they get complacent and they think that, Oh, just cause I'm like, now I have my career established. Like I don't have to learn anymore, but the, the, the most successful people are the ones who are still trying to learn. And especially with like powerlifting and fitness, like we still have a lot of new data and new research coming mm-hmm. out. Like It's moving very quickly. Like the, the state of powerlifting and fitness from just like even three years ago, it's like, it's complete, it's kind of uh, completely brand new. So you have to stay on top of this if you want to like progress in the game. Yeah. You constantly have to be learning uh, the, the, complacency that you mentioned is just in 
and of itself, it's a safe haven for most people thinking that time alone will give them more of what they're getting. But time has to be taken advantage of. If you, if you just spend more time at a job, doesn't mean that you're making the most of that job or you're learning the most from the people that are above you. Because um, some people aren't meant to own a business necessarily and work for themselves and they just don't have that personality. They'd rather follow somebody and, you know, be the number three or the number six or the number, you know, 50 in a big company and do just as well as someone who owns their own business. But the idea is that you have to constantly be asking questions. You have to constantly be learning and spending time with a purpose, not just allowing time to kind of pass by. So I like that. And that's awesome that you, you and your accountant sat down and kind of figured out, you know, what am I, what am I spending on, uh, returning back information into myself that I can spit out to, to my clients. Right. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, ability for you to do so definitely comes from your ability to run a business, right? So you're turning your love for powerlifting into eBooks, right. And into online programming, correct? Yep. So explain that to me, a little bit. Um, I'm sure when you first got into powerlifting and you were going, you know, into the idea of getting a certification, you were learning more for yourself at that point. You were you were applying those things as you learned them um, more and more and more to yourself, and probably didn't have the opportunity yet to share that information with clients at that point. So, what made you kind of harp on the idea of going? virtual with ebooks and with clients um, from a virtual programming standpoint yeah dude yeah very very good question man and this is this is exactly how it happened and i think and from what i've studied this is kind of how it happens to a lot of like successful people so for the first like three years of me personal training and coaching it was i actually did it completely free like i oh. Yeah, after about a year when I when I first started working out, I posted this like transformation photo of myself on Facebook. And you know that first year after like graduation, everybody gains like 15 pounds, the freshman 15. So all the people that I went to high school with were just like, "Dude, you need to like help me out. Like I need to lose weight." And I want I wanted to like I love fitness. I wanted to help people, and I'd never thought of like charging them because like I just I hadn't been certified or anything like that. So I just told people like, "Yo, dude, this is what I do. I don't know if it's going to work." this is what I eat. Go ahead and try it out. And uh, if you have any questions and stuff, just like message me. So it kind of became like what I do now, which is like online coaching. People would go to the gym, they'd record themselves and they send it back to me. I tell them do this. Hey, next week add this much weight. And do, uh, after doing that for maybe like three years, uh, I realized I had this like big portfolio, of just like transformations of people that I helped. And it was uh, my girlfriend at the time who was just like, dude, why don't you like start charging people for this? Like, you know a lot. Why don't you go get certified? Why don't you work at a gym? Like you can do this. And uh, that's when I was just like, ah, oh, man, she's kind of, she kind of does have a point. And I was like, plus it would be cool to like learn more about this and get certified because that'll kind of give me a goal. So that's kind of how I ended up transitioning into starting my business. I got certified, worked at a gym, built up my clientele, and then I decided to go private. Shout out to all my fellow athletes and health enthusiasts out there. Did you know that your typical average 
pill or capsule based vitamin or supplement takes anywhere from 48 to 72 hours to actually be broken down in your stomach and begin to get digested and upon digestion about 70% of what is on the label is going to be utilized by the body so stop wasting your time and money on basic everyday vitamins it's time that you start to understand the science behind it and it's time that i introduce you guys to isotonics isotonics brings to you the world's most advanced nutraceuticals they are taking science to a whole nother level when it comes to vitamins and supplementation a true holistic approach iso means same and tonic means pressure so these isotonic vitamins which are powders that you mix with water are going to be recognized by the body as blood sweat or tears and when you digest them they get bypassed through the stomach straight into the small intestine so absorption can begin in less than five minutes on an empty stomach 90% of what is on the nutrition label can be absorbed in just under 30 minutes. It's something that is unprecedented and unmatched in the industry. You cannot feel the difference with vitamins like you can feel the difference with isotonics. So the delivery matters and to give you guys proof, I want you to be able to check out and learn for yourself and experience it yourself. Feel that isotonics difference. So head over to shop.com or isotonics.com backslash limitless theory and check out all of the amazing, amazing isotonics, vitamins, and supplements that you can get your hands on and get 10% off your first order using code 10 off ma 10offma all capitalized at checkout for 10% off and just know when you start to buy isotonics on a regular basis not only will you get 10% off your first order and additional orders in the future you will also get 2% cash back on anything you spend and if you put it on auto ship, you can save an additional 5% on every order. The opportunities are endless and the difference is felt. So make sure to go get yourself some isotonics and start to feel the difference for yourself. Now, my, my question that I always have for powerlifters is when you first started learning about you know, the, the nuances of fitness, did it like backhand you in the face that your pure strength lifts are called power lifts and that your Olympic lifts are, <laughs> does that, does that mess with you that power lifting is for non-powerful movements like a squat, a bench and a deadlift? It, it, you know, what's uh funny is that uh, people always confuse powerlifting with Olympic lifting. It's like yes. one of the most like common common things at this point it's like uh whatever it's been like i don't really i don't really think about that now so it doesn't really it doesn't really like boggle my mind but that's just like the most common thing with like powerlifters and olympic lifters people like confuse the two all the time 
confuse the crap out of them. I, I remember just like understanding, you know, in college and learning the difference between the two. And I was like, they're not power movements. Why, why are they called powerlifting? Why, why is it called powerlifting? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so that's just always something that I talk about. Uh, I don't know. It, it always boggled me. Never, never made sense to me. But um, in, in terms of understanding kind of how you, you took that willingness to work for free for a lot of people, I think what a lot of people suffer from is the worry of, okay, well, yeah, it's cool. I've heard a lot of people say they work for free as well, but like financially, how did you have a place to live? How did you pay for food? Like, what did you do in order to actually be able to do that for free? Because it sounds all high and mighty and most people would probably do the same, but they actually have bills to play pay and, and, and a roof to have over their head or so so paint that picture were you working doing something else were you completely living minimalistic as possible like what what did you have to sacrifice in order to do that dude yeah thank, thank you for asking that too because uh you're right like i hear a lot of people say that but they never like say hey i used to work for free and that's how i got mm-hmm. here but they never actually explain explain mm-hmm. it so yeah I'm, I'm super happy to explain that so for the first like two years of doing that like i said i worked a regular job i worked at cold stone Uh, It was minimum wage at the time in California. It was like 2013, 2012, 2013. So it was only $8 an hour plus tips. It sucked. I would have to, I would have to sing for tips for those of you who don't know. (laughs) When you you tip at Cold Stone, they have to sing. It was freaking embarrassing, but I would do it. I would sing my heart out because sometimes people would tip twice if you sang really well. So that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. And it it probably uh, just brought a good laugh and smile to most people's face, right? It did. I hated it so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so dude, yeah, I lived with my parents for like a really long time. Like I, I just barely moved out. Uh, I'm 27. Uh, I moved out uh, a year ago when I was like 26. So from 18 to 26, I was living with my parents in like a really small house, saving up as much as possible and very lived very, very minimalistic. Uh, I even, even when I turned 21, like I didn't even go out to like bars and drinking until I was probably like 22 or 23. I didn't go to like my first concert till I was like 20 and then didn't go on any, didn't go on my very first vacation until age like 24. So super minimalistic, man. And I was, it wasn't even hard. Like it, it was a sacrifice, like in hindsight, looking back at it, but in the moment, like it felt okay because like I loved fitness so much and yeah, I didn't really need much to me as long as like I could uh, go out on the weekends and like go to like a, a restaurant with like my buddies, like to Buffalo Wild Wings. Like to me, like that was enough. Like I was living it up and I was happy. So yeah, I mean, the, the way that I kind of describe it is like, you can get to your goals as quickly as possible. The more you sacrifice at, like you can get there very quickly, you'd have to sacrifice and you'd have to live minimalistic or you can choose to be very patient and party it up, party it up along the way, but it's going to take you even longer. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, so that's just the, the way of uh, kind of thinking about it for people who want to do that. So yeah, very, just very minimalistic, saved up a lot of money. Cool. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people um, like hearing that, like that, that makes it sound doable for most people. And, and in 2020 hindsight, there's always something that you can give up or, you know, people are like, I don't have money for that. Well, like the sh- 12 pairs of shoes in your closet definitely would add up if you sold them all and you'd be a you know, you'd have way more than enough money to buy whatever it is you're needing or wanting. 
if you yeah. are willing to sacrifice your shoes, right? Yeah, dude. And if anybody goes on my Instagram and like scrolls all the way down, mm-hmm. like from when I first started my page, you'll have to scroll down a lot because I, I, I post a lot. But mm-hmm. from like from year 2013 to like 2016, you will see me working out in like Angry Birds pajamas at the gym. <laughs> like I didn't have money for like cool like Gymshark sweatpants and like yeah, like compression yeah, yeah. pants. Like I wore pajamas that I bought at Ross for like 10 bucks for like three years. <laughs> That's actually hilarious because um, now the big thing is you just, especially for a lot of like fitness uh, females, right? It's like if you can wear a, a good outfit and post a good picture, then like the workout doesn't even seem to be what anyone's looking for from your page. Like <laughs> that's not the value you're providing whatsoever. Um, and it, it's funny you say that. I I had uh i mean i'm I'm looking at a pair of pants like that i've had since high school that i ended up cutting just to like wear as shorts now so like <laughs> i get you on that end um the ability to uh sacrifice is the ability to to get where you want to be faster with without a doubt yeah exactly. um, so your transition um took a lot of sacrifice and I kind of want to know more so now of what exactly you offer and how you go about it. Because there's also a lot of people wondering like, okay, like in what format and like, how do you systemize someone just like sending you videos and asking for questions? Like how, how do you duplicate that and, you know, make a sales pitch to someone else who may be asking, how do you market the fact that, when it comes down to business, you need to have marketing, you need to have a sales pitch, and then you need to be able to provide that in a duplicatable form, right? So you said you have people asking you these things and sending you this and that. How do you put it all together? Because that's the biggest thing for, for business owners, especially in the fitness world. Yeah. So I have like two primary, uh, like coaching packages. I have an in-person personal training Mm -hmm. and then a uh, online coaching. So for the in-person training, I I recommend that for like a lot, obviously you have to live at like where I live, but, uh, that's usually works really well for like beginners, like noobs, like people who like need attention, uh, like hands on, right. Hands on for Mm -hmm. like the intermediate and advanced people for them to do uh, online coaching. It's fairly easy because they already kind of have, like um, a good foundation. It's like, they're not going to like get injured. Their form is, is competent enough. So me uh, sending them videos and stuff like that, it's pretty much like for the last 5%, a lot of, a lot of my online cli- online clients are like those intermediate, intermediate people who are trying to get to the advanced level. And anybody who's probably like looked for like an online coach, they know that a lot of online coaches, they, they don't provide like their phone number. Cause like if they would just get their phone blown up all the time. Yeah. So a lot of coaches, they, they just do email mm-hmm. and that doesn't really work with a lot of people. So I, what I do is I, my packages probably are a slightly like price wise. It is probably a little higher than like the average online coach, but you get like almost like 24 seven communication, except mm-hmm. for obviously I don't respond when I'm sleeping or with clients, but that's like super valuable. I, I feel like that's super valuable because even me, I've worked with a lot of different coaches. And in the beginning, I used to spend very little to like try to get like the coaches who 
I can work with, but I probably don't have access to talk to them all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I paid a little extra to, to uh, so that I can be able to like text them on like a day-to-day basis. And I always see better results with people that with like that. So me explaining that to them, they're always like up, up for it. You know, it's, it's virtual and stuff like that. They don't, they don't mind it. And uh, I have a, a really good uh, system in order for them to like educate themselves and like make sure that they're, they will be successful. I have this training app and on the training app, I have a lot of videos of me explaining how to do certain exercises. So when they're on their own, they don't feel like they're on their own. Like I'm like right there showing There's them how videos to do exercises. That they're opening up, they're, they're watching you, they're hearing your voice, that kind of thing. It's personal. In exactly. Do you yep. use, and then, in the first do you, like, do you use like true uh, fit coach or do you use like a uh, trainerize or do you use, do you have trainer. your own app? Yep. Trainerize. Yeah. Trainer. And just to provide more like content for my clients, I have this private Facebook group page mm. and uh, I, where I post like all of my exclusive content, like so many dang videos. I probably have like 300 videos and like they're all like well categorized with like training, nutrition, supplementation. So like whenever people usually have questions and stuff like that, I've already made a video on it. Like I'll just like copy the link and then send it to them and they'll get like a 10 minute video, like answering their, their questions. So like people like for sure are, are always, are always staying educated and they're, they're learning. And so they feel very confident going into the gym. That's awesome, man. And, uh, I gotta ask, so have you, have you hired, um, or, or, not necessarily hired, but invested um, in someone else who was doing this before to kind of get a pink, like paint a picture. Like I know when I was in high school and college, I was always watching like people who were doing this. Right. And then we're offering their like master coach services and like uh, picture like a, a Brandon Carter. Right. Like everyone kind of knows that name. Right. The keto king or whatever his name is on Instagram. Did you ever hire anybody like that or did you ever invest in um, like a, a coach like that in order to kind of learn how to maneuver your way around or no? For sure. And even, like, I still do to this day, to this day, I have a coach. The first, the, the way that I first got introduced to like online coaching and personal training was, uh, from like early YouTube videos of people that I used to follow who had online coaching, like mm-hmm. some of the early people that I followed on like YouTube, they probably had like some of the very first like online coaches. So, uh, like, a lot of people don't know this one of like the original online coaches was a guy named Lane Norton. So I used to watch a lot of his videos and he would talk, he would go in and like talk about uh, how he ran his, his uh, services and stuff. And then shortly after that is when I hired a coach, I saw he did things. uh, He did things that I really liked that I still implement to this day. There was things that I didn't like that I ended up implementing. Mm -hmm. Then after that, I worked with several other coaches just to see how they do it. I still have a coach, like I said, And then I also hired business mentors. So shout out to Chris and Eric Martinez. They're my current business mentors. Mm -hmm. They have been for about two years. I think, uh, have you done a podcast with them? I have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're super intelligent. They were online coaches themselves. They worked with Lane Norton. They worked with Eric Helms, who is another one of like the original, like founding fathers of online coaching. Mm-hmm. and yeah so we've all like kind of bounced ideas around with each other and stuff like that we've all like figured out what is like probably the best system to like give people results that's awesome dude their uh their ebook is is great um for helping for helping fit pros kind of uh work on that hybrid uh, model right yeah exactly yeah that makes sense now now it's 
things are clicking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so in terms of um, your your growth, right? So if you could maybe paint a picture on your ROI necessarily of like, you know, when you started and where you are now, um, if you had to put a percentage of growth kind of uh, in 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 between your your last maybe two to four years of, of being an online coach and implementing some of this stuff um, since maybe 2016 what what would you say that that growth has has um, been from like a number standpoint and and what what do you think is the number one factor that's made that happen yeah, that's a good question too. So, you know, if uh, you would have told me that th right now, this is where I would have been at when I was at 2016, I would have been like, dude, that's awesome. Like, that's, that's the dream. Like I goal, made, right? made it, but like now that I'm here and I see like the opportunity and like how much more growth there is, dude, I feel like I'm like barely starting. I'm barely scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. Like we live in the perfect day and age where like, dude, it's, it's limitless, you know, like it's yeah, yeah, dude, so much like growth. There's so much dang potential. Like I've seen how some people um, have like where they've taken it and it's like, dude, it's barely still starting. And um, yeah, dude. So I don't even know. Like I said, I feel like I'm barely scratching the, the surface with all of this um, to just kind of like, I guess, give some examples um, in 2016, I was uh, working at a, at a commercial gym and every like month was always like a struggle to get like new clients. And now like I I'm at the, I'm at the stage where like, I don't have to go out there and look for clients. Like a lot of clients find me and I'm really just trying to see like, what's the, the next level that I can take into. So for me, like hopefully that soon will be probably opening up a gym, uh, maybe like getting a, like a clothing company type like situation and uh, starting to work with more more international people and working with with bigger names, so like a lot of my clients right now, they're they're now we've been working for like a while where they're starting to like get into like the elite numbers of powerlifting. My name is starting to to get out there. So with more clients that I turn into elite and like state and national record holders, uh, more of those like those up and coming people who are going to be big names in the sport will start hopefully hiring me. And, uh, that's where I kind of see you just things going like in the next like year for me. That's awesome, dude. And, and that, I love that you said in the next year or two, not like, Oh, in the next, like, you know, a couple years or like five years out, you said no in the next year. And you're kind of bringing that and in, in talking it into, um, existence. I like that. Now you're, you're obviously seeing a big influx and transition of people into online training right? Like we're at the peak of it in a sense that it's ever been because of the fact that, especially in, in California, you know, so many things are closed and have been for like a year. Someone had came uh, from LA to our gym here uh, last week. And she was like, I haven't been in a gym in over a year. <laughs> She's like, this is the first time I've been in. So I've just been doing like stuff on the app or whatever. So uh, your firsthand kind of insight and experience with COVID and how that helped your business. Yeah, co cool. Dude, that's, that's a good question too. Cause uh, a lot of people, uh, I've been asked this question before, but a lot of people think like, oh, my business took a hit, but nah, man, like I actually, COVID actually helped out my business. 
Uh, I, I want to answer this question in a, one of one of two ways. First, first, I'll talk about like how kind of like uh, I saw uh, COVID affected like fitness in general, and then I'll talk about how it helped my business. So in, in terms of fitness, I thought that power like as soon as powerlifting meets open back up again, I thought like it was going to be really weak. I was just like, dude, everybody's going to get like super weak. I was like, this is my chance to like step up and like get climb up in the rankings. But what happened was like the people who really weren't like that serious, who were kind of like on the border of it, dude, they just like fell off completely. Mm -hmm. But like the people who were at the top, like, dude, they climbed even higher to like higher stages. So I didn't think that that would happen. I thought that more people were going to fall off. And I thought the people who were kind of strong, I thought a lot of them were going to lose strength, but then I took it as like, yo, this is my time to like rise up. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly how a lot of other people thought. So Dude, people are really strong. People are stronger than ever. Like the since COVID opened up, I think I've been sorry since since powerlifting meets opened back up, which was, I think probably back in like uh, August. Yeah, and August was like our first powerlifting meet back. Since then, I've been to like six competitions, and each one of each one of those competitions, people have broken state or national records. So wow. yeah, dude, like every, every single meet in like guys, girls, uh, 20 year olds, 60 year olds. It's crazy, man. So this, it, people are getting stronger people are not slowing down now in, ter in terms of, uh, how it helped out my business since so many gyms closed down around here and people, people knew what was going to happen. People knew that, Hey, if I can't go to the gym, I'm going to gain weight. And like, if I'm staying at home all day and just ordering Postmates, like I'm going to gain weight. People, people weren't blind to that. So people knew that this was also the time for them to like step up and take their fitness more serious. So I think a lot of people were kind of lost and afraid and like, just didn't know what to do. So that's when people were like looking for someone to help like lead them and guide them. And since I did at first have a lot more free time, I, I took it as like an opportunity to like post more content be the face of like the people in my area that's going to help uh, help everyone get through this, lose weight, get stronger. It doesn't matter if you don't have any gym equipment. It doesn't matter if you're like uh, have like five or 10 pound dumbbells. Like I posted so much damn content for like people in all different types of situations. So when people finally did get back to like being able to work at a, a like a steady pace for their job, a lot of them had already seen me from like the months of providing content. A lot of them ended up reaching out to me for coaching. So That's yeah, awesome. it ended up working out really well for me. That's huge. And uh, I, I think it speaks to the power of um, having an online, you know, business and just multiple sources of income. Right. Um, and it's something that most uh, people find themselves pigeonholed with, but, our field is massive. It's great for it. And in terms of you teaching and, and having so many clients and people seeking you out, what is your ideal client? Do you only work with power lifters or do you work with, you know, your average Joe, your general population, young athletes that are playing specific sports? Kind of paint that picture for, for people who might be wondering what you're looking for in clients. Yeah, it's, it's definitely changed a little bit with like time. And it's like, as my career has grown, but, um, I definitely like, I still like working with like people who are new to the, to fitness and like, they want to lose weight. They just want to get in shape. I love, I love working with those people because the people who, who, um, like don't really know much about fitness. A lot of them are always like open and they're, 
open to like learning and they're easily coachable as opposed to like sometimes like intermediate and advanced people like they kind of have like their set way of thinking it's kind of hard to like try to transition them into something new so but so i still like working with those uh and then i also love powerlifting so i coach a lot of powerlifters people who are uh, new to the sport people who are like probably been competing or even people who who are already really strong and probably like at the top of their weight class i'd say now it's probably about like 50 50 before it was maybe like 80 percent of weight loss general population and like 20 percent powerlifters it's gotten to the point now where it's like 50 50 and I, I really like this this balance because being able to like train new people uh those are like kind of the best people to uh really get to like the next level because they they get noob gains you know like i've had some clients who have never touched the bar before and then like in five months i can take them to like a 315 squat like that and dude that's like awesome because like you it's hard to do that for somebody who's already probably been lifting like five six years yeah no it, it's uh you see that immediate uh response by the body that that central nervous system the muscles in general everything just responds so much better yeah totally totally see that um in terms of your uh clientele and especially those people that are new to fitness what is your major staple um for for kind of like exercise assessment like how do you how do you paint a picture of like what this person is capable of and what they need to focus on yeah good good question too so Right. Uh, and our very first, uh, like meeting that I have with clients, uh, I have them just go through like a simple assessment, like bodyweight squats, lunges. Uh, I'll have them do like some type of upper body exercise and then like a core exercise. Uh, I want to really see just like how they move and like how they're breathing and stuff like that. And, uh, like how tired they get. You could always see like by like the look in people's eyes, like if they're dying inside or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, from there is usually where I can like tell like, Hey, this, this is how this person um, is going to be able to progress. This is probably like, in my mind, I start like seeing like where they're probably kind of like their genetic potential w- would be at. Obviously, sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes like people will freaking surprise me and they'll just like transform like crazy. But uh, yeah, it's I, I've been working uh, uh, um, with people for a long time now where after like a 10 minute consultation, I could I could pretty much like know exactly what kind of like program to like give Thank them and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Now for your overall, you know, experience from your overall experience, I should say, do you find people struggle the most with a squat or a deadlift, basically a knee bend or a hip hinge? Oh yeah. That, that depends. There's, there's some people who are just, they, they just have like the perfect biomechanics and leverages for, for a squat. And they're just like made for it. Like, it's like they just sit down in the hole like with like effortless i think i see more of that than people who are just great at deadlifts yeah they're because like if you think about it like a lot of us have been like like there's if you were to like google uh baby squat like as babies like there's some babies who have like perfect squat form oh absolutely like, yeah Both that's probably like the room with that ability we just <laughs> it over time yeah exactly so i, I think deadlift is probably the one that is, is a little harder for people to learn yeah, no, I, I would agree. Uh, it's uh, weird comprehension, um, but if learned, I think it's the best exercise for, for strength, in my opinion. Uh, just overall, the ability to to train that posterior half. Uh, 
is, is massive. And I think most people lack it. Um, Dude, it builds the most confidence too. Like oh, yeah. the, the, with the people, the clients that I've had who like, when they hit a squat PR, they're really happy. But when like, I see people who hit like a deadlift PR, like it's a whole different like feeling that they have. So I, I love teaching the deadlift. That's, that's my favorite exercise of the big three cool. is deadlift. Nice. We're on the same page there. That's awesome. <laughs> Are you a, uh, a big, um, advocate for hex bar? Are you a hex bar fan? I think so just like with any exercise, uh, it all, it always just kind of, uh, depends like in the, the situation and the context in which it, it's useful. So for, for the hex bar, for a lot of my powerlifter clients that uh, we don't really use it too much, uh, unless it's in like the off season, just mm-hmm. because I'm a, I'm a big, uh, proponent of the rule of specificity. So if we use a Texas deadlift bar, which is like a 45 pound bar, it's a little bit longer than like a regular standard bar. It's thinner. If that's the one that we use to compete in, that's the one that I want people to like practice the most on. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the off season and we don't have like any powerlifting meets, uh, any powerlifting meets, like, uh, in the near future. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's like a really good time to throw the hex bar in. Uh, now in terms of like my non power lifter clients. Yeah. I, I like having them, uh, having them use that, especially for people who probably uh, want a little bit more quad development and people who, uh, uh, who sometimes kind of get like a little bit of lower back pain from like regular deadlifts. I find that the hex bar allows people to get a lot of like that pulling volume in without like straining their lower back so much. Yeah. Not as much of a compressive load for sure. There's one thing that we can count on to keep us connected, and that is the one and only video conferencing platform, Zoom. Zoom is an amazing platform. It's the very platform that I use to record the visual portion of the LT360 podcast. I also used it today to share a business plan and stay connected with someone that wanted to learn more about products and services that we offer. And I also used it to train a virtual personal training client this morning. It is virtually simplistic, very simplistic. Anybody can use it. And we just scored an amazing, amazing deal as unfranchise owners. You can get the $160 valued membership through Zoom for just $9.99 per month. Instead of paying $160 per month for unlimited recording access and storage and tons of other features, you can pay $9.99 per month and save nearly $1,800 per month. You best believe it. I signed up. I created and transferred my account over to this pro account and I will not be looking back because that $9.99 per month that I'm paying also comes with a residual 15% IBV commissions. Each and every month that I pay out $9.99, I'm getting 15% commissions on that in the form of IBV. And I cannot think of an easier and better way to stay connected with my team and help my team get paid. So make sure you head over to your back office, go to my account, go to my services, and look up Zoom video conferencing. You will not be disappointed. Let's all use Zoom to help us stay connected and get financially fit together. 
Now, uh, who are your, your, your gurus? Who are your people that you pay attention to? Not from a business standpoint, for, but from a, a powerlifting standpoint, who are some of the names that you might be able to throw out? Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, it, it changes a lot. Like, but currently uh, I would say it's Bryce Lewis. He is uh, he was one of my, my powerlifting coaches. He's one of those people that is still trying to progress like his mind up here, not just like his physical, mm -hmm. uh, always putting out like good content and not just fitness content, like powerlifting content, but also like psychology and like the, okay. the, the psychology of like an athlete and sports. So yeah, he's a really good follow. He's, he's always been uh, at the top for, uh, of my list. Um, number two is, uh, Sean Noriega. He is, uh, one, like, I think number two, 83 kilogram lifter, very, uh, very nuanced, very intelligent guy. And what I really enjoy about him is that he has like the perfect balance between like, like that bro, where you're just like all out, like mentality of, uh, push yourself, but he's also very scientific. Sometimes I feel like we have people who are a little too scientific that they forget that like, Hey, at the end of the day, you have to push yourself and you have to go in the gym. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's also some people who are just like too scientific where like they completely forget about like going in the gym and like pushing themselves. You know, I like, I like having the balance of both Sean Noriega. He's really good at that. Um, number three is another guy named Chance Mitchell. Uh, what I really, uh, like about him is that he's very passionate about the sport and he's one of the few people who I feel like, uh, has like a, uh, uh, like a voice in powerlifting who's trying to like get this sport to like the next level, like maybe in the Olympics, maybe like on ESPN. And uh, yeah, like I said, I really love passionate people. So yeah, Chance Mitchell. Um, another one is Eric Helms. He has always also been at the top of my list. Eric Helms has multiple like uh, degrees. He has like a PhD in like training. He has like a master's degree in nutrition. He is up there, dude. And that if you follow Eric Helms and you read all his books, I feel like you will be successful to a certain, at a certain, to a certain extent in, in your fitness journey. Mm -hmm. And then uh, last but not least, I would say it is Lane Norton. I mentioned him earlier. Like I said, he was like one of the founding fathers of online coaching. He's super passionate. He was a power lifter. Uh, he was a bodybuilder. He's a doctor. Like he had his, he had his, uh, he has his PhD in protein. So like this dude is super smart. <laughs> So like, those are the top people that I like to follow. And like one thing that all of them have, that's like kind of like consistent is that they have like a scientific background, but they're also, they also know that you have to go in the gym and you have to go like balls out every time you're in there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, uh, from a protein perspective, what do you, what, what rule of thumb do you follow personally? Yeah. So uh, from, I, uh, I like to follow like the, um, the, the studies where they've, they've been very controlled and very, very specific to kind of like how most people live their daily life, because th there's a lot of studies about protein out there where they're, they don't, it's it, like this, the application of it wouldn't really apply to like the average person. But my rule of thumb is, um, anywhere from like 0.8 to 1.2 grams of uh, body weight. So if you're about 170 pounds, I think that's like minimum like 135 to like 190 grams of protein. That seems to be like the sweet spot for like resistance trained athletes who are like intermediate to advanced level that are trying to, to get to the, to the next level. And um, 
that would fall, you would probably end up wanting to distribute that between like three and five servings per day. That's not more important than just getting in your, your daily protein intake. But uh, yeah, according to a lot of the stronger studies that I've seen, that's the best in terms of building muscle. Now, in terms of just being healthy and just like, ha- like uh, being able to build a little bit of muscle, you really only need about 40 grams of protein a day to survive. Um, about 100 grams of protein, if you want to see some results, if you want to get like slightly quicker results, you're going to want to probably go to like that higher end of like 1.2 grams. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of strongman competitions, and uh, there's some like aspects, right, where people are like, well, strongman competition different than powerlifting, and it is because there's obviously major focuses in either one. Do you ever find yourself like paying attention to those and uh, and and kind of just learning from those guys in any way? Yeah, at the gym that I train at, uh, there's uh, there's like our group of strongman people and they do have uh we do have a lot of like competition for for strongman there, there's definitely a lot of uh similarities really like a lot of a lot of studies that we have on fitness they they all kind of like derive from weightlifting but a lot of like the same principles of programming like they can be applied to like really like any weight training sport like they're still pro they're still having progressive overload uh, they're training at a high frequency, high specificity. They're doing their, their deload weeks. They're doing like their, um, their peaking phases. And then, you know, um, like trying to get like a super compensation effect for, for a competition. And one thing's for sure, man, is a lot of those guys are super intense. And uh, that, like I said, I think that's something that kind of gets like forgotten is like, sure. You've got to know the science. You've got to have the foundation of like how the body works and stuff like that. But you have to go in the gym, you have to push it. And like, those guys are, are really intense. So I, I like seeing the train in the gym. They're pretty dope. No, that's, that's a good point. It, it just brings out a different level of you, right? Uh, not necessarily from like looking at it and being like, oh, screw you, I'm going to lift more. But looking at it and just being like, damn, that guy's giving, you know, 99% of what he's got. And, and I'm over here giving, you know, 86. It's like, you know, why not push it a little bit more? Why not, why not give a little bit more effort and just have a little bit more passion? I, I feel that. It's definitely yeah, dude, at the end of the day i feel like uh the people who are gonna make like the most gains like they have to do it for something bigger other than just like oh i'm just trying to do this to be healthy and like have a hobby like the people who are gonna have the best bodies and the best strength like the best athletes are, are like the ones who are training like like athletes you know people mm-hmm. maybe even like maybe you're not competing but you're doing this because uh your body is your brand and like you're doing that to like uh for your business and stuff like that it has to be something bigger than just like Oh yeah, I just want to do this so like my joints don't hurt when I get older. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. just so I can lift big things, you know, in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be bigger. It's got to have uh, a a deep wrenching kind of meaning to the heart for sure. Uh, with a lot of um, power lifters and a lot of bodybuilders and those strong men um longevity from a a healthy uh you know long life standpoint and also from a a joint standpoint seems to be something that a lot of people are worried about Mm -hmm. where do you stand on that topic how do you uh talk to people who may ask you that question about that yeah, dude, by the way, man, you're asking amazing questions. I love it. Like, these are really good questions. So, yeah, pro- props to you for that. Uh, yeah, dude, so so according to studies, uh, 
like weight training, like sports, you know, bodybuilding, uh, strongman and weightlifting, uh, powerlifting, uh, in comparison to like other sports per like thousand hours, we actually have some of the lowest amount of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if, the, if you think about it, like compare it to like, uh, football players who like NFL players who have like CTE or like that their careers end, like before they even hit 30, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I've been to powerlifting meets where there's like 70 year olds who are competing and setting mm-hmm. state records. Like, the cool thing about powerlifting is that we have really long careers now now that's in terms of like the drug tested side in terms of like the non-drug tested side and the people who are like uh using performance enhancements mm-hmm. uh it seems like their careers are a, a little shorter but uh like i said if you're if you're staying uh natural and drug free it seems like our your career can be very long because also there's like the, the factors and like the variables that we have in our sports it's a lot easier to control as opposed to like basketball. Like you can't control somebody elbowing you in the face, you know, but with the powerlifting, the squat bench and deadlift, we get so good at those movements. Like we get super efficient because that's all we do. The chances of injury are like very, very unlikely. So Mm. if you, if you're out there and you want to get into these sports and you're worried about getting injured, dude, there's nothing to worry about. Like the odds are in our favor. Hugely insightful. I like that perspective. Um, most team sports are far more dangerous and, and unpredictable. And uh, I definitely know that from, from experience of uh, playing football, basketball, and baseball. There's, you definitely can't see some things coming, right? Yeah. Um, now, in terms of most people um, also have the worry that, like, you're going to put on a bunch of muscle, but if you stop at any point, you're really going to kind of gain weight, right? Like you're going to, you're, that muscle is going to become flabby is the word that the general population would yeah. use. So how do, how do people, especially ones that, you know, you're looking up to someone that's an OG, like Elaine Norton, right? Like how, how do you manage your natural aging process in, in, maintaining muscle, keeping, you know, a certain amount of, of body fat and um, a certain aesthetic to a certain, you know, to that degree. Yeah, dude, good question. And I like that you asked it too, because uh, we actually have, we just had like a, a study, like not too long ago that just came out on that, like, kind of like, like uh, disproving that and that that's a myth that as you get older, like, mm. that you're like, you're less likely to put on muscle, like in this study that just came out, it showed that like, if you compare like a 40 year old to a 20 year old, like the amounts of muscle that they could build, it's actually really similar. And in fact, like if you look at a lot of the best natural bodybuilders, like the average age is like age 40 to 50. Now that's, that's not to say that like, obviously, obviously you probably are going to have a little bit more energy and stuff like that when you're younger, but better recovery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Better recovery for sure. So, but I don't, I don't think that that necessarily is so much physiological as it is more of like, um, more of like what ends up happening as you get older, you know, you start having more responsibilities, you know, people get married, they, they have kids. So the, you're, you're able to, the, your, your chances of getting stressed are a lot higher. And I think that is the ultimate killer of gains. I think if you can manage stress, like you're gonna, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be able to stay lean. You're gonna be able to build a lot of muscle. So the number one thing that I've found that, that has helped with that is uh, sleep, like getting a lot of sleep. Uh, I try to get a 
always like eight, eight and a half hours of sleep. Like it's rare if I'll get, if I'll get seven hours of sleep, like six hours of sleep. Like I will, I would not let that happen. Like five, six hours of sleep. If, if I have only can get five or six hours of sleep, like I'm canceling appointments in the morning so mm-hmm. I can get those extra hours of sleep. That's super important. And, uh, there's this really good book. It's called why we sleep. If ever, anybody goes out there and reads that, you'll see that like almost anything bad can be linked to like bad sleep. Lack of, so, lack of rest. Lack of sleep. Yes. Yeah. So if you get your sleep on point, dude, you're going to be fine. You're going to be able to have like a long career. I like that. Are you a nap? Are you a nap fan? Do you, you, you recommend and take naps? Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I recommend it and I do take it. So yeah, according to, according to studies um, in like the short term, if you lose sleep, you can make up for those effects of it uh, by taking a nap in the short term. You can't be like getting four hours of sleep and then making up for it with like four hours of nap napping. But like, let's say you got seven hours of sleep and then you want to take like an hour nap to get like those eight hours. Yeah, that can, that can work. And I I do like doing it. I, I nap uh, almost every day. That's cool. I'm a, I'm a big power nap guy. Like I'm a big believer that like your ability to just, get your heart rate down, turn your consciousness off, um, is, is huge for regulating, um, your, your body's hormonal kind of distribution and homeostasis. Like, I, I'm big on that. And I feel, I feel so much better after, you know, uh, maybe a night where I didn't rest well and I wake up and I have early clients and I do this and I do that. If I take 15 minutes and I go even like lay in my car and put on some, you know, little meditation music and, I for the first maybe six minutes I'm sitting there and I know I'm not falling asleep but it happens and those four minutes of like complete no you know no conscious thought I wake up and refreshed I don't it's it's been huge for me something that I fell away from for a while and I got back into it but through college that saved me man that saved yeah. me yeah we, we actually and we have a lot of data on that I know there's a lot of people out there who are probably listening to this and are probably thinking like Oh, every time I nap, like I wake up feeling like more exhausted. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if that's the case, what I recommend for people is like what you just said, like just meditate and like get your heart rate down. Mm-hmm. And we have science to prove that you just, even, even if you just do this for literally like as, as short as like a minute, like mm-hmm. that helps improve your recovery a lot. Yeah, uh, I've noticed the best effects from meditation when it's at least 15 minutes. So yeah, if you, if you're one of those people that can't get in a long nap or you feel worse after you take a nap, I'd say like, 15 minutes of meditation, you'll see like tremendous results. True, true. And um, do, do you use a specific like app or or anything in particular to help you meditate? Or do you do you listen to, um, you know, sounds or, or guided meditations or anything? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do one of three things. Uh, number one is I just put on uh, guided meditations. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, and not from an app, just from like YouTube. Uh, number two is I'll put on like soft instrumentals of like meditation type music. And uh, the third thing that I do is um, I bought Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, do you know, are you familiar with Dr. Yeah, Joe Dispenza? Yeah. Yeah, I bought his, uh, his uh, like, uh, they're on Audible. It's like his hour long, like meditations on like a bunch of different things where he just kind of, it's pretty much like a guided meditation, but these are really good, man. Those are like really powerful meditations. Highly recommend people like check out Dispenza's work. Yeah. And if, if, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Gaia, uh, it's basically like a, a conscious, uh, Netflix, um, basically it, it's a streaming platform for all sorts of conscious movies and, um, meditation and yoga and, 
documentaries, all of these different things. You pay a monthly subscription, pay $9.99 a month. And um, Jock, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenda, he, most of his, he's like the biggest guy on there. Um, he's, he's got a, a bunch of work on there. There's tons and tons of good stuff. Um, he offers a lot of cool courses and like different series on things. So um, that's something you can look into as well. Yeah, might, dude. I, I will. I, I love Dr. Joe Dispenza, man. Yeah. Uh, like his books have like helped change my life. Like if I had to throw a, like a, a name that's helped me out a lot, that's a non like powerlifter or fitness person. It's uh, it's him. He's definitely up there in like the top five. That's huge. Now, speaking of, of non powerlifting, uh, name one piece of fitness equipment that you love and you utilize a lot, maybe your favorite that is not a barbell. Dang, that's a good question. Uh, I would say it's the, uh, uh, belt squat. Sometimes uh, it's known as a shark pit squat. Uh, are you familiar with it? No. Uh, so yeah, it's it's rare. So a lot a lot of people actually don't know about it. So it's like this machine where the uh, there's like weight on the side, and then you throw on a belt, and then you clip it to like this handle, and then you uh, you stand fully, and then you move out uh, these like uh, this handle that's kind of holding on to the weight, and essentially you're doing like the closest thing to like a free weight squat without having the weight on your spine. So it's really good on the lower back. There's like no compression uh, on your spine and it's all quadriceps and um, there's no weight on your shoulders. It's just you like- And you're not holding the weight either? Nope, you're not holding the weight. You're just holding on to this like handle for balance. Yeah, it's called the the shark pit squat um, or a belt squat if people look it up online. And dude, this machine is awesome. I actually, even me as a power lifter, and I love the regular squat, I would actually go as far as saying that if you're not a, if you're not a powerlifter and your goal is just to build like the biggest legs possible, I think this machine is better than a regular back squat because of the fact that it's not on your back, it's not on your shoulders. Like the chances of injury are really low, and you could overload it. If it's pretty much close to like free weight, like you're still able to move your legs and your and your knees in like a, a way that you want, and it just feels super natural. And like it's it's awesome, man. And uh, I think it's also one of the best like supplemental exercises for uh uh to get your squat and your deadlift stronger so yeah dude that's number one <laughs> it's cool. awesome i like that I'll, I'll have to take a look i'll, I'll peek uh, maybe i've seen it before in certain gyms i've been to tons of different gyms but maybe i just didn't know the name of it who knows yeah <laughs> now uh i like to like i said kind of surprise my guests at the end here and and kind of flip the script see if you have any questions for me oh dude yeah man how'd you come up with the uh the name of your podcast uh, so LT360, um, uh, I'll, I'll start with the brand myself. Um, so my senior year of college, uh, going into that, that first semester, my good friend, uh, the first podcast guest I ever had, uh, Chris Capon, we were basketball teammates in high school. He had started a uh, vert program for kids who are playing basketball long story short he ends up asking me to I had started my master's in nutrition at that point and he was asking me to put together some sort of, of you know ebook or, or program um, some informational source of some sort for his athletes that he had he had people all over the world using his his vertical jumping program to increase their vertical jump, whether it was for football or track or basketball or whatever it may be. So he said, you know, 
get that together and, and you know come up with a brand come up with something that can you know fuel it so i was uh, i'm a big fan of you probably know the podcast impact theory yep um with uh, tom billu right so um i was that was big i was listening to that all the time and i had recently watched um the movie limitless right uh and the show and the show limitless and um just so many things were circulating in my head and i was trying to figure out you know like what would i name this and my my thought came to the fact that like i'm i'm big on efficiency everything i do is efficiency and you know when you're efficient like when what's his name takes the pill in that movie right like you have full access to everything and everything he does he steps ahead he knows what he's doing he's planning he's efficient he's clean he's this he's that uh and that's kind of how i envisioned myself like just trying to be and, and striving for so um the theory behind being limitless is that um it comes down to efficiency and it comes down to really perfecting these three parts of your life your financial and economic side your physical uh side and your nutritional you know side so uh those are the three things that i wanted to help people with and that i was mastering at the point so it turned into limitless theory and the idea was you know what are we made of what do we what is our frequency how do we vibrate how do we stay alive is our heartbeat so I integrated the L and the T into the heartbeat um, to make it kind of look seamless. And then the podcast um, was, I wanted it to be holistic. I wanted it to be on everything. So the LT360 kind of, you know, like a circle uh, encapsulating everything that is limitless theory um, kind of came to life and, and sharing other people's stories who are trying to do the same thing. That's dope. Yeah. And I have another question that's going to lead me into another question. Have you Wait. read the book uh, Limitless also? By Jim I Pitt? haven't read the book. No. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good book too. To okay. I'm yeah. Uh, it, uh, I'm probably like halfway done with it. And uh, what I, what I really like about it is that uh, he pretty much just talks about like how to get better at learning. Cause people, people don't really know like how to, people don't know how to learn. Like people, I've always been taught to learn, but they don't really know like the skills on how to. So yeah, you, you probably really like that, that book a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, my, my, my last question for you is um, uh, what is like one book that you would say has helped you out a lot, like in your career or life, fitness, whatever. Um, I would say the biggest book that always pops in my head, man, is the power of habit. Oh yes. By habit. Yeah, man. Um, it's one that I've never forgotten. I, I don't think I ever will. I was reading it at such a crucial point in my life and the way it translated and you talk about like learning when you can when you can learn what you're doing and why and then unlearn those habits to create better ones yeah uh your your potential in my opinion once again it's just like the, the it's limitless there, there's no cap to your ability to grow if you can continue to learn and learn and learn whether it's learning what you're already doing or learning more about what you want to do and how to implement that i think you hit it right on the head or in explaining you know that book limitless like there's i, I look at ours as a as nervous system 
um, you know, and that's what you're training as a power lifter, right? You're not necessarily training for hypertrophy. You're, you're training for um, your nervous system to be able to be comfortable under that certain amount of duress, whatever that weight is, right? Whatever that stress is. So just learning in its, its best form is your nervous system getting adapted to all of its stimuli and, and everything around it. And then being able to make an efficient decision or, or be able to handle those stresses efficiently, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, uh, spiritual, whatever it may be, you just get better at uh, dealing with the stress in general, right? So that's your body just learning to adapt to your environment, um, internal or external. So that's, yeah, I would say the power of habit was the biggest thing because it started to just get me on the idea of like, all right, make my bed. All right. Like put on, um, you know, writing things down before I go to bed. So my mind is, is not holding on to those ideas, putting, um, uh, what's it called uh meditation music on and and yoga nidra before i go to bed um like those little little things just started to all click for me like that's why people say to do this and that's why it's helpful and i started to implement so many of those things and it started to help in just a major way and i think it's a good starting point for a lot of people yes dude exactly whenever people ask me about like what are the like books that i read or like what are the books that i recommend uh, i always tell people to like restart like if you're somebody who's like just barely starting to try to get into like the self-development and like self-help book world uh i start them off with like these three first books in order number one is um the slight edge very similar to the power power of habit uh the number two is the power of habit and then uh number three i tell them to uh go to the uh, supernatural by dr joe dispenza so those are like i always tell them read it in like that order i think it's like the perfect way to like start like your this new journey of your life that's cool, man. That's huge. That's super insightful. I'm going to add uh, Limitless. Um, you said the slight, the slight, the slight edge. edge. And what was the, the Dispenza? Uh, Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. By Joe Dispenza. Cool. I'm definitely going to look into that. Yep. And I, uh, I appreciate those questions. Those are good. Those are good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where can people find you? Where can people reach out to you? How can people learn more um, and, and get as much um, from you as possible? Yeah, so people can find me on my Instagram. It's the underscore chosen one one. It's where I post like everything, all my different types of content. If people want to uh, download one of my eBooks, it's uh, called Eating Out While Dieting, which pretty much teaches people how to uh, go to like their favorite restaurants, how to live a social life and be able to see results. They can go to my website. It's juansalgadotrainer.com. And on there, they can uh, download the ebook. Uh, on there, if people want to work with me too, they can um, find that. So it's juansalgadotrainer.com. Cool, 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 cool. Which brings me to my next point. I definitely want to have you on here and talk uh, more nutrition-specific stuff with, um, you know, in regards to your ebook. I think that would be, uh, I think that would be really cool. That'd be dope, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um you have anything else you want to say to the guests and then the, I mean the, uh, to the listeners, you're the guest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody, uh, you know, just, uh, stay strong, uh, get better, try to level up every day, uh, every day, just like aim to get 1% better. You don't have to make like a huge quantum leap and like 
become a millionaire like overnight or overnight success. Just like read 10 pages of a, of a good book, uh, listen to like a 20 minute podcast, uh, listen to this podcast, uh, <laughs> go to the gym for like just 30 minutes, just do the small little daily habits every day. And uh, eventually it'll all compound and you'll, you'll make that big like quantum leap. Totally agree, man. Totally agree. That's, that's great. Um, it's a great point. I probably only read like two to three pages the night before I fall asleep. <laughs> and uh, seriously, it might take me months to get through a book, but it happens. And uh, you, you can take it in, you know, bite-sized portions and apply it the next day. So for anybody listening, like he said, you know, anybody who might be uh, looking to just get a little bit more insightful for, for how they operate and how they can improve in all facets of life, you're taking that little step into self-development journey. Um, it, it's definitely a journey, right? It's not a, it's not a one step. It's not a one size fits all. Uh, there's no, there's no secret sauce. So uh, dive in. I definitely read the books that uh, Juan was talking about. Um, I know I'm going to add those to my list and uh, re, you know, capture some of these awesome moments. Uh, Juan had some great points throughout the uh, the podcast, so definitely loop it back. Try to figure out, you know, what you found helpful. Comment in the uh, the, the the description below. Go check out Juan, his ebook, his website, and the underscore chosen Juan uh, on Instagram. You'll definitely have a, a plethora of information to take in. So, Juan, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, I had fun. Of course, me too. And uh, we'll we'll talk about setting up another one to uh, to talk about uh, the nutritional ebook and and everything on that end. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone who's watching, thank you. I appreciate you guys. And until next time, remember, I am. We are. Life is limitless.